You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Hold a strike away. Here he comes. Cave, a fly ball to right field. Over is Carroll. He's got it. And the Arizona Diamondbacks you are, are now headed listening to the to World the Hot Series. The Diamondbacks have won the National Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. It is October 25th. The Phillies have been eliminated from the 2023 Major League Baseball playoffs. They were eliminated in Game 7 against the Arizona Diamondbacks, losing two consecutive games at Citizens Bank Park. I am riding solo today. This is going to be a somber, angry, upset, and this is going to somewhat feel like a therapy session for... Phillies fans across the world. We will have an episode later on this week, maybe, about Eagles. Maybe we'll talk more about this. Uh, I, I don't know how, what's, what the week will give me, where life will take me. But right now, this is a day of recollection, of accountability. This is a day where we put... To bed, the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies. We lay them to rest. And we remember what they did to us. The way they broke our hearts. The way they made me feel. The way they made plenty of people around the world and around the Delaware Valley feel. It is a heartbreaking loss to the level that I haven't felt in quite some time. I know plenty of of comparisons have rolled around here, uh, you know, on Twitter to, you know, losses uh, of the Eagles ilk and of the 2011 Phillies and the loss to the Atlanta Hawks that the Sixers experienced not all that long ago. But I think that for some way or in some way or some reason, this loss just feels like it is in a category all on its own, because I will say, for the first time in what seems to be quite some time, I have truly, I, I truly believed that this team was going to win the championship. And, and very rarely do I have that kind of m- my mind made up in that way. So for us to kind of be let down in this way, it is. Um, Humbling, not that I really, you know, or we as Philly sports fans needed a humbling. But I mean, after game two, I'm sure you go back and listen to the last episode that we did uh, on on the Phils. It it was, there was no doubt in my mind that we were going to the World Series. So in that sense, maybe we did need to be humbled because it it truly is never over in baseball. I, I didn't. Didn't think it necessarily was over, over, but from what the Diamondbacks had shown us, they had no life whatsoever. We were pounding them all around the yard, and there was nothing. There was no sort of fight that that was being put up. We put up a 10 spot in game two. We smacked around their starter. No signs of life whatsoever. And then we got to Arizona, and we kind of, you know, let them back in. And we make we have backup catchers making comments about jumping in their pool and giving them the same ammo that we, you know, thrived on uh, or a man named Orlando Garcia giving our our best player. 
So we, ha- we truly have no one to blame but ourselves. That That is the unfortunate thing. It seems like last year I was able to kind of reconcile or get over the last year's loss due to the fact that, you know, they really weren't supposed to be there. It was a miracle, magical run. It felt... It felt storybook. They they had all ran all the way up there. They beat the Cardinals, and they had come from behind in that first game against the Cardinals. They come out against the Braves, and they have a out of body experience against them. And just the Citizens Bank Park is magical once again. And then the Padres happen, and we take care of business all three games here in in emphatic historic fashion, where. Bryce Harper comes up and saves the day in the eighth inning of Game 5, and we're down 4 nothing to start Game 4. And there's just thing after thing after thing that we were able to overcome to make our way there. And then you get to the World Series, and you get beat by a historically great team, cheating or not cheating. They are filled with players who had been there, done that, and you just you came up short. You know, you know your, your bullpen... Had ran out of gas. Your starters had ran out of gas. And it was understandable to lose to a Houston Astro team like we did last year. You get no hit in the World Series. That doesn't help. That that, that didn't feel good. I'm not saying that felt good. But I'm saying with this, the, the magnitude of this loss the, and the reverberations. And not to use all these big words, but this is just <laughs> coming straight off the dome. This will be felt for years and years to come. And the initial thought right away after last game, but besides all the heart break and anguish that I felt was, I truly do not know where the Phillies go from here or how they come back from this. And we will get there eventually. But first, we must start with what happened throughout this series. Okay, Game 3, like I said, they come out, they get Brandon Fat on the mound. I'm not going to go fought, fought, whatever the fuck his name is. Roger Clemens, if you want to really break it down. But he comes out. Him and Ranger Suarez have a nice little pitcher's duel and, and, a, and a battle. Ranger Suarez held his own throughout this whole playoffs once again when they really didn't believe in him and they, and they took him out early in that game two of the, I believe that was the NLDS where I was having a mental, or I'm sorry, was that game one? I think that was game one. Who cares really at this point? The point being, they he pitched well, and Brandon Fott pitched well as uh, also, and we're only able to muster one run against that starter and that that bullpen and and everything else. You have you know, it's almost the most typical Phillies thing of all time, where you kind of you know put up a ten spot and then you can't hit for the next two days afterwards, which of course is the like I said most Phillies thing ever, but. They 2-1, they get walked off by Cattell Marte after they go to Kimbrell in the ninth inning of a non-save situation, which is always the kiss of death. Now, I, 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 I'm pretty sure you could find a soundbite of me saying that long before this, during the regular season, and, and anyone who would talk to me, it's you, you already couldn't trust Kimbrell towards the end. He was already faltering, but especially, especially... When the game is not on the line, and not in a non-save situation, he was absolutely a home run or a blow-up waiting to happen. So, for them to go to him there was all right. You, you know, you kind of had run out of arms at that point, and you were just 
you really didn't have much of a choice, and he, you know, he fell apart. He fell apart there, and he got screwed by, you know, a check swing here and there and whatnot, but what's ultimately going to really be the thing you all remember out there, uh, aside from what we're going to get to, which is game six and seven, the ineptitude and the absolute disappearance of the Phillies' high high dollar, highly paid lineup, the way they just absolutely pulled a Houdini in Game 6 and 7 and had no answer for Merrill Kelly and Brandon Fott again and any of the, the Diamondbacks' bullpen arms is the way they blew Game 4. It's going to go down in, in, the, in the record book, in the history books. You will tell everybody you know about this. You know, like this is going to be a thing. And I think Broad said this. Shout out to Broads, but he is right. Like, when you have children, you will tell them about game four. The way they, the Phillies just completely collapsed and had a, they were on the cusp of a 3 1 lead in the, in the NLCS to go to the World Series and possibly end up playing a Texas Rangers team that is very beatable. You go up 5 2 in this game. Okay, it is the bottom of the seventh inning. And honestly, before I even get there, we got to talk about the fact that Christopher Sanchez didn't know how many outs there were in the game early on and cost them a double play. Alec Bohm couldn't throw the ball to first base. It's just mistake after mistake after mistake that allowed a team that was dead in the water to resurrect themselves and come back. And that is why you are in the position. That is why everyone is packing their fucking bags in there right now. Why everyone in the Phillies clubhouse is making tea times right now. Why Garrett Stubbs is out partying again, I'm sure. Because what the fuck did it matter to him? The guy didn't touch the field other than to warm up a pitcher. And I know, I don't want to get too angry. I don't want to get too angry, especially at Garrett Stubbs. Because he's so irrelevant. That it doesn't really matter. He's just a guy that was hanging out there. And he was fun during the good times. But he just uh, ultimately put a target on his fucking back. By making a comment for no reason. It was so disrespectful. And we all of us around the city would feel the exact same way. If someone said that about us. When, when they were coming into our house. But all that aside. They, it's uh, like the two things I just named already. You have a Ryan Kirkering come in who is not fit for this position at all. He's not built for this yet. I don't know, maybe one day he will. He, he faltered in, in Game 3, and he couldn't throw a strike in Game 4. So Game 3, he's hanging that curveball, the, or the sweeper, whatever the fuck it's called. And then in Game 4, he can't throw a strike. So he's as much to blame for th that as anyone else. I know a lot of people out there are going to try to wrap their arms around the, uh, y the young man, but... It's ultimately it's maybe it's not his fault that he shouldn't have even been in the games during that 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 point. But you look at the Phillies bullpen and it was leaking gas long long ago, and everyone kind of felt that way. But that's not really even the reason they lost. They went to Kimbrel in the eighth inning again in a non-save situation. It's and in a situation where he had fallen apart the day before. So uh, it's. Going to be really something that ultimately we never forget is that game four. Just the, 
the the meltdown, the the home, the absolute bomb given up to Alec Thomas. The Phillies get scoring enough runs. Five runs should have been enough to win that game. You get great innings from pretty much everyone else, not named the two guys that I named. And, and Gregory Soto should be included in that. But anybody who had any sort of belief or expectation in Gregory Soto had not watched the Phillies throughout this season. That guy was uh, an accident waiting to happen at all times. So it, it's really... It's really the blame can go in about 75 different areas. But game four is on Topper and it's on Kimbrell. And Thompson ultimately just was too loyalty was loyal to a fault. And uh, the lineup wound up not even being the big deal, the big thing or the big, you know, problem with what happened with the Phillies. It was more of just his use of the bullpen and how he trusted guys in certain spots when he really shouldn't have. So that is what that 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 is what brought us. So then they win game 5, who really cares? They you know, Wheeler was on the mound, dominant of course. Phils get all their home runs, you know, JT, Schwarber, Harper, they all hit home runs. That's uh, yada yada. Who's that's great. They're up 3-2. Nobody truly believes they are going to come back here. And lose both games. And it's exactly what they did. And they laid some of the most historic eggs that you could imagine here in, in, in Philadelphia. Diamondbacks score five and four runs. Nine total runs in two games. We scored three. Our offense had absolutely no life in these two games. And there's plenty of stats that will back up how, you know, I mean, the top of this lineup, the big, not even, maybe the, the top, you go through the, Big dogs throughout this lineup that you that have carried you this far this year, and the way they just let you down, fell apart, and had nothing to show for it at the end of the year is just is the reason why again people are making tea times and their off season vacations have begun. I'm not going to sit here and go through everything that happened in these last two games. You all know what happened. All right, I just specifically picked out game four because. It, it, it's really one of those games when you're going to look back on this years from now, that is the game you're going to think about because you can kind of melt these this game six and seven together because it was essentially the same lifeless performance from your top from your top players, your top paid players. Uh, you know, the Phillies came home with a 3-2 lead. They managed only three runs throughout that. This is a tweet from John Clark. Two for 17 with runners in scoring position throughout those two games. Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, and Bryce Harper were 0 for 23 in these last two home games of the season. Make or break games. Your biggest players who had kind of carried you through that Brave series just went radio silent. And... Obviously, I think I think this goes without saying is that Bryce Harper should should get some a little bit of grace and a little bit of a pass because I know that man is going to be hard on himself and the amount of times that he has come up clutch and that he has carried the Phillies and and he's just I I'll say it again and again how he is the most clutch athlete in the history of Philadelphia sports it seems he the man was due to kind of. Not oh, he cannot always come up clutch. Now 
he hits one to the warning track last night. And it just it just seemed like the entire team was pressing. But Castellanos was lifeless. He had one home run in this series, and it was his first at bat in game one off Zach Gallon. After that, he goes 0 for 23 for the rest of the series. Did not get a hit. He had one RBI, which was a sack fly, I believe, in game two. Other than that, the man finishes with an average of 0-42 for the series. And he says after they went to Arizona, he was really grinding to see pitches, and it kind of had just all fallen apart from him. But, I mean, this is what he says after the game last night. I- I'm going to play all of all the sound bites that I can from everyone, what they said last night, just to kind of get the temperature and, and for, for you to understand. And then I'll play you what Thompson said after the game. It's a frustrating way for the season to end. Because you guys were up to nothing because you guys had the last two games. I think just because the potential of this team is so much greater than going home before the World Series. You know, last year when we lost game six, I think obviously we're disappointed because we didn't win the whole thing. But there's a lot of, there was a lot of like, all right, well, we got here. You know, like now, now we can build off of that. So knowing how we feel about this team and we came up short uh, from what we did the year previous. I mean, it's a disgusting feeling, honestly. Do you feel like that fourth inning was, was the chance to, for you guys to really kind of take control of this game? It was 2-1, let a one out, and you guys couldn't tackle in there. Uh, I think it was what? It was first and third, and I was up with one out, and then Marsh walked to make a bases loaded. Right, right, right. For sure. And I had a terrible at-bat. Me wanting too much to get the runner in instead of just, uh, just doing... Uh, seeing what the pitcher was going to give me first, and that's on me. Yep. For you, and you, you know, A lot of terrible you know, at-bats this offseason. It seemed like it, it turned on a dime. Did it feel like that way for you, where you, you just feel like you could hit anything, and then all of a sudden just couldn't, couldn't buy a hit? I think that I felt great until going to Arizona. And then once I went to Arizona, like I just felt like I was grinding to see the ball, to see the pitches, and it's terrible, man. It's a terrible feeling. Uh, to just feel like you're locked in and be in a zone like that and then have it fade away. And he wasn't the only one. Let me just say that, too. He He's going to be hard on himself, as he should. But he's not the only guy that was absolutely... And I said offseason earlier, I meant postseason, but you, you got the gist. And it's not even really the postseason. It's more just this round where he played bad because he was a big reason why they were even in this position. Again, it's just terrible uncompetitive at-bats. He comes up in that fourth inning, and he is just waving at pitches. You could tell him, Trey Turner, and, I mean, Bohm for some portions, not last night, but some of the guys in our lineup were just, I mean, especially Rojas, waving at pitches that were curveballs in the dirt or high foot pitches that are not even close to being strikes that we are just gifting the other, the other team's pitcher. Meanwhile, on the other side, they are putting pressure on our pitchers the entire game. They are making them work. They are hitting singles. They are walking. They are doing exactly what a winning baseball team would do. The Phillies, at, you could tell, were just home run hunting. And I know they did that a lot this year, but there was no adjustment at all. And, and it's obvious that I'm sure if I could see it, the Diamondbacks could see it too. So everybody that came up last night wanted to be the hero. In every situation that they came up in. And it was 
swing, swing, swing. It was like they were playing the show. It was they they thought everything was just going to be a heater down the middle, and they were hacking in every pitch that kind of looked somewhat good, and none of them were really even that good. Trey Turner's another guy who, especially last night in that seventh inning, he comes up and waves at two curveballs that were not even fucking close. And he, you knew right away, he kept falling to one fucking knee all year, and, and it's just, the guy we, we, we were told, or the, the guy I used to see playing for the Dodgers, or playing for the Nationals, was a guy who hit doubles and singles and triples, and, you know, would sneak a home run here, here and there. I didn't know that we were signing another fucking slugger to just kind of try and hunt Harry the K's the entire game. Now we'll hear from Schwarber, who... I don't want to give too much anger to because that guy came out, he hit a double. He didn't get a ton of hits, but he was also getting pitched around the entire you know, second half of the series because he had an absolute automatic out in Trey Turner behind him, who everybody knew was just going to swing at everything they threw. So what is, what's the point? Why would I throw you a strike? I think the special thing is that you know, we're such a tight-knit group and you know, we, we play for each other, we play for the city, and... Um, you know, that, that's the thing that, you know, I, I think that's why, you know, everyone's obviously sick where, you know, you, you, you invest so much in the, into what you do on a daily basis. And, um, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's no, um, you know, you just put so much work into it. You know, you spend more time here than you do with your family during the season and because you're trying to win a championship and, uh, you know, that's that's why it hurts, but yeah, th- this group is special, and you know, there's going to be a lot of pieces back. Obviously, you know, new ah, season. Cares? I'm sure they'll. I don't you know, care. I know some different things going on, this, but, but. Um, hopefully, we have a lot of the same group back, and we can do this thing again. Why? Why would we want the same group back again? I mean, a lot of them are going to be back, but I think you all out there, if you're going to sit here and try and tell me that next year is going to be different, it's the definition of fucking insanity. Once again, this team has come up short, and it's not. I told you, I'm okay. I like like Castiano said, you know, similarly. I'm okay. I can understand 2022 coming up short there. That it's not. I'm not okay with it, but you understand it. That was a better team. You lost to the better team. You did not lose to the better team last night. You did not lose to the better team this season. And that is the thing that is going to just, it's like a knife in your heart that keeps getting twisted over and over again is because this was probably the one of the best chances that the Phillies, it, it, pro- it probably will wind up being the best chance that the Phillies have to win the World Series throughout this run. And nothing is a guarantee. Nothing is automatic. You can't count on the Phillies being here next year. It's not it's not like that. It's not easy to make the playoffs. It's not easy to win rounds in the, in these playoffs. So the fact that you were able to get here, you were able to have a 2-0 lead, you were able to have a 3-2 lead with two games at home and you blow it is something that you're never going to forget. And you shouldn't. And I don't know how bringing these guys back, I guess you what you hope they play better next year in, in, in the in, in the NLCS. You hope that Castellanos doesn't just forget how to swing the bat. You hope that Trey Turner, you know, kind of gets back to what you need him to be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't really buy that. I don't really think that it's gonna be the case. 
how much you know we're gonna we're, we'll get into what could be different about next year. But uh, I think you got to hear from before we hear from Topper, we're gonna have to hear from Bryce Harper, and you know, uh, like. In typical Bryce Harper fashion, he puts a lot of it on himself. He is That's the kind of guy he is. He's not going to sit here and tell you that we shouldn't be ashamed or that we made it this far and we should you know, be happy and uh, it's we put a lot of work in. And nobody wants to hear that, and he fucking knows that. That's why he we identify with this man so well. He takes it on the chin. He recognizes that we came up short. And that he that he puts a lot of the blame on himself, and uh, we'll, we we'll hear from him. Yeah, he threw me the pitch I wanted. Um, yeah, I went two one, and he threw me a heater, and I just man, just not being able to come through in that moment, um, just devastation, you know, for me um, personally. Just you know, I feel like I let my team down, and um, you know, letting the the city of Philadelphia down as well. Um, that's a moment I feel like I, I need to come through, and um, yeah. How many times has that man come through? You know, how many times ha- has he, with a game on the line or in a clutch situation, done exactly what we needed him to do, and not only just done what we needed him to do, hit a fucking home run? Which is not an easy thing to do. I mean, baseball players, not easy to hit a home run in general, especially in the most clutch moments that you could possibly imagine. So, for that, I do feel for him. And I respect his taking it ownership of what happens or what happened last night. But it's not all on him. It is not, he is not the reason that, you know, he, we lost. And not one person, really is the reason we lost. It was a system failure. It was a team failure. They failed together. And now we will hear from the ringleader. The 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 ring the ringleader of the failure squad. And that would be your your manager, Rob Thompson, who has caused me to love him, hate him, love him and then hate him again. He had such a well, it is what it is mentality last night in in, in the press conference that it it, it was infuriating and I didn't watch a lot I had to turn it off so uh, I watched the beginning and then couldn't deal with it so then I just wound up listening to some of these clips then I'm going to play to you and, and I you know some of these I've heard I'm hearing for the first time so I, I will you will get my honest raw reaction of it but this was Rob Thompson last night in his uh, post-game press conference I think I think I think they pitched very well and, and first of all Congratulations to Tori and his staff and the, and the Diamondbacks. It's, that's a good club, and they, they really played well. And you come into this building and beat us twice in, in this type of atmosphere, you're, you're doing some things right. So, um, But they pitched well. They really did. Um, you know, fought. He backed it up, what he did over in Arizona. He, he pitched well, and, and their bullpen did a great job. We had some opportunities, one for ten with runners in scoring position, but that's... That's baseball. That stuff comes That's and goes. That's baseball. But, uh, I'm proud of our guys. They, they um, one for ten. And- they never gave up. Uh, they fought like hell right till the end. And I'm proud of them. We're all disappointed, but um, you know, um, they played hard, and 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 that's all you can ask, really. Yeah, they 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 played hard. So what? Really, it, it, it doesn't matter. All these teams play hard. You should play hard. 
It doesn't matter. You lost. You came up short. That's baseball. Maybe we need to change our approach a little bit. Maybe there needs to be a discussion uh, of some sort. And I know people will be like, it's not. That's not how it works. And, you know, these guys, he's trusted these guys. These guys are major league baseball players. And whatever. You guys fucking lost, man. You failed. I don't... I don't understand the whole we'll be okay, and uh, I don't have any good feelings about this team going forward at all. You people that think that this is just going to happen every year are out of your fucking minds. I, I don't that I don't I don't get it at all. But now you're going to listen to the one that made me actually want to pull my my fucking hair out of my head, and that is. This soundbite right here, I'm pulling it up as we speak. This was this was something else. Yeah, it's very disappointing. It really is, you know. And I and I told the club, if you asked me two days ago, two weeks ago, two months ago, if we'd be going home tonight, I would have said no. So that's how much belief I have in this club. No so shit. it's it's very disappointing. But but our clubhouse, those guys. They have nothing to be ashamed of because they played their asses off all year for us. That's where he's wrong. That the team has nothing to be ashamed of for the way they, what? For the way they played in game six and seven? Again, you don't get this credit for playing hard in the playoffs. Everybody is playing hard. It is the fucking playoffs. You should be ashamed of coming up short in the biggest moments of the season. You should be ashamed of the at-bats that some of you put on at the end of that game. You should be ashamed that you lost two at home. You should just be ashamed that you came up short. So I don't like that use of the words, and I get he's just going to have his guys back. That's always what he does. And he's going to be loyal to the end. And these guys will play hard for him and they love him. But at some point, like I said, how many times are we going to do this? Year after year after year. And we are going to what? Just fall fall short every single year? Because I think we're turning in the wrong direction. We lost in the World Series last year and we lost in the NLCS this year. I just don't... that Where I don't understand or get... Is that where it, what's going to change next year? What is going to be different about this team next year? And you know the Diamondbacks plant their flag in in, in the middle of the diamond here. To you know last night, they're playing dreams and nightmares. Zach Gallen is tweeting people after he had a seven thirty six ERA in the NLCS. What a fucking clown that guy is, by the way. Uh, but for the most part, we deserve a lot of the shit that was talked towards us. Because we got cocky and we we thought that they, you know that we were gonna just roll over the Diamondbacks, so they they I would feel uh, I would be doing the same thing if I were them, and I would feel the exact same way if I was a Diamondbacks fan. We deserve this, we do, and, and maybe not us as a city because we have had this team's back from beginning to end, but it, it's just this is this is going to be one of the hardest pills to swallow of all time. And again, I think the biggest thing is it's why I understand the Hawks uh, Sixers comparison is that they had a this is the one of the best chances they're going to have at winning a championship or moving on to that next round. You know, in the Sixers sense, it's like this was a the perfect opponent for you, and you fell short. You let the Diamondbacks go to the World Series. 
84 wins or however many fucking wins they had, you let them move on. And that that's that's why you are in the situation that you're in. It's um it it truly is a it is a tough pill to swallow. So you want to go through and kind of talk about. I'm sure I'm missing. I'm forgetting some things here that I wanted to talk about. But it's uh you know I, I really it's a, just a tough day. It really it's been it was a tough night last night. Barely could sleep. You know woke up went about my day. Now I'm here and I'm still upset. And I I just uh, you know I, it's it's rough it's rough because it's like a, the the best party that you experience all year long the happiness of just going and watching a game even if it's out with your buddies or sitting at home it's something you look forward to throughout the day and throughout the week it feels you know you got a big big game tonight big game tomorrow whatever it is you always have something that you're looking forward to and now it's that's over. You move on. You go to the Eagles. You go to, you know, whatever it is that you cope with next. But I'm not ready to, you know, I saw people tweeting out Go Birds last night. It's like, that's not, it's not going to make me feel better. It's not, I, I don't just move on like that to another team. I love the Phillies. I'm a Phillies fan. I'm also a fan of those other teams. So I don't, but I don't just hop to the next thing to kind of ease the pain. I feel, I'm going to feel this pain for quite some time. Whether I'm sitting there watching the Eagles or not. But you go through what what's going to be different next year. And I'll have more on this later on in the week. That's kind of what my plan is to have another episode uh, either tomorrow or Friday to kind of talk about the Eagles, talk about the Phillies, you know, and just kind of discuss what's what's next for especially the Phillies, because you're gonna you kinda have a core lockdown. Uh, of you know, Bryce Harper will be here. Kyle Schorber will be here. More than likely, Nick Castellanos will be here. You don't know who's going to be in center field. It should be Marsh, but who knows? You really don't. You you just don't know what what the plans are there. Reese Hoskins is is up in the air. You don't know if he's going to be at first base or if they're going to resign him or what what the plans are for him. Bryson Stott will be here. Trey Turner will be here. Alec Bohm. We'll be here. JT Romuto will be here. You'll have Zach Wheeler. You you don't know about Aaron Nola. So I, I, I just, a lot of those, I just named you the, the whole core. So a lot of the core is going to be here. What do they do to kind of make that next change? Because so, last year, you know, you, you, you switched Segura out and you put in Trey Turner, which is, everyone agrees, is a, is a positive. It's a step in the right direction. That's why we believed, wow, we're going to that's going to push us over the edge. We are going to win the World Series this year. That is the goal that everybody had. We are going to win the World Series this year. What do they do now to push themselves over the next uh, over over that next hurdle or get past, get back to where they want they ultimately want to be? You, you, you Wheeler could not have pitched any better than he did. I mean, he even comes in last night and, and he pitches, you know, some shutout innings, because that's just the kind of guy he is. What do you bring back, Aranola? I don't know. I I mean, prob maybe probably, if the price is right, I'd love to, but I am not going to pay him like a top two, top you know, ace starter. If somebody else is willing to do that, then unfortunately, you're going to have to let him go.
Where's Otani going to go? Are we going to be involved in that? Probably not. I, I, I don't. I don't think we. I, I don't really think that's a reasonable thing. And he's not going to pitch next year anyway. So you'll have your DH clogged up all year for whoever he decides to. And I know he, he's a great player. I, I, it's, it's a problem I'd be willing to figure out. But I mean, how much money is he going to make? Is he going to be worth worth whatever contract he gets? I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. You know, you, you're going to have guys like Cody Bellinger available. Is that like do do we have any any slots or any available places we can put some of these guys? Really, where where can we make the changes? The bullpen's obviously going to need some guys. They're going to need to revamp that bullpen and add some more arms that are going to be trustworthy. And I think ultimately what lost these, the Phillies, another reason, is that Dombrowski was not aggressive enough at the trade deadline. Adding Michael Lorenzen, adding Adolfo Castro was just not, not the answer and not enough. And we all kind of felt that at the time, but we, were gonna, we thought, well, this team's got enough guys. It's, they're going to be able to kind of overcome that like it's like they have enough they pretty much have their their roster set up they're good to go you have tywin walker for three more years who you didn't use at all in the playoffs which four years at 76 million dollars is absolutely insane that you're not using him and he's going out liking anti-thompson tweets after the game which i i you know it's it's not good it's not good. I mean, I, I can understand how he would be angry or upset, but also you got to understand where Thompson's coming from because that guy was horrible down the stretch. You couldn't trust that guy. The only thing I thought was that they'd throw him in that game four and then throw Sanchez after because Walker can't come in in relief, but Sanchez could because he's done it before. You would at least believe in him more. And then you wound up, well, you don't ran out of arms at the end. It's like, yeah, well, I wonder why. Because you took Sanchez out in the second inning, third inning. I, I, it's Some of the moves he made will just be burned in my memory forever. And I, I'll never forgive him for taking out Wheeler in last year's World Series. And he, he left, left. I know people were jumped on. Yeah, when yeah, when Darno and all, you know, Darno hit that two-run homer in the game two of the NLDS, and they're like, "Yeah, you you guys gonna yell? You guys gonna yell that he took him out now, or you didn't take him out? You guys happy now? Fuck you! Go oh, fuck yourself! That bullshit! I hate that! Oh, you know, you're just gonna support whatever the team does and whatever you know. I'm just gonna clap my hands and be the biggest cheerleader of all time. God forbid some of us are a little fucking critical of what's happening or what's going on here. But it's, you know, you go with Lorenzen. You trade for Lorenzen. He throws a no-hitter, which is crazy. But guys you couldn't even use at the end of the year. I don't even think, Adolfo wasn't even on the roster. I don't even think he was in the majors towards the end of that season. It's, you know, and you look at some of the guys that the Dimebacks went and got and they killed us. You know, Tommy Pham, Paul Seawald. Yada yada yada. It's just you just you came up you came up short in so many different aspects, and this is a complete team failure. I'd like to see where the Phils go uh, in the off season and what kind of moves they make. There's going to be big names like Blake Snell. Uh, there's going to be a Japanese gentleman named Yamamoto out there who's 25, throws high 90s, mid to high 90s. There's 
going to be some starters available. I think the Phillies are going to need a starter. I think they're going to have to spend some money again. It's that's not it's what what the status quo is not going to work for me. And for me to get back on here and believe in this team again cuz I'm at the point right now where I don't I, why in God's name would any of us trust this team ever again? Truly. Why would we believe in them? What have they I mean what would what what uh, from what you've seen last year and this year would lead you to believe that we should trust them to win the World Series because they the getting here is not good enough now. Last year getting there was good enough. Had they lost in one of those previous rounds, you'd have been like, listen, they made the playoffs, they they tasted it. Now they know what it's like. This year, this whole team basically had been in the playoffs last year. They knew what it was like. They were the experienced team. And they let that experience clam them up, and they, they choked under the pressure of the moment. So what? how do they make the change? Does a guy like Bohm stay? You know, like, Or do you flip him? Can you, can you flip some as, – as a major change like that in the cards? Guys like Juan Soto will be available. Is that something that you think could happen? I don't really believe that. Uh, I, it, something tells me that they're just going to run back the same core. Maybe they sign a pitcher. Maybe they do this. Maybe they do that. But they're going to believe that what the way this team is set up and that this was kind of a fluke that they're, this wouldn't happen again next year. But how many times can you go in and beat a hundred win team like the, the the Braves? And what you really think you're going to win the division next year? What would what would tell you that the Braves are going to fall off? You know, especially in the regular season. How do we make this thing better? How do we right this ship? How do we take that next step? You feel free to comment. Honestly, truly, I, I would love to hear people's thoughts, opinions, everything on what what happened last night. And just kind of make me, where do we go? Where's the next step? Tell me what we need to do. That's about all I got, ladies and gentlemen. I wish, I am I'm, I know I'm forgetting stuff. I know I had a lot more that I had to say. But my name is Matt McSweeney. This has been the Hot Take Hot Box. We'll be back later on this week for a more Philly sports related uh, episode with kind of Mixing in everything else, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, as well as Phillies offseason, because that's the only way I can cope, honestly, is to kind of, how can we fix this? It's uh, There's got to be a way that we can fix this to add something to make this better. Because right now I feel horrible. And uh, no MMA episode this week. We did one yesterday, UFC 294. Breakdown. There is no UFC this weekend, and we talked about what is happening this weekend with Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. So uh, next week we will have a full breakdown of the card from Sao Paulo. But I leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. This has been the Hot Take Hot Box.